0: Welcome to Manager Tools, Sexual Harassment Revisited, Chapter 1, No Hugging. This cast answers these questions. How can I avoid sexual harassment issues? What are the standards for sexual harassment? Why should I not hug my directs or colleagues? Well, if you want answers to these questions or more, keep listening. We've already sold out a record-breaking three events in 2018 and are well on our way to doing it again. Trust me. Nothing is worse than when we have to turn eager people away in order to keep a small class size. If you're thinking of registering today for an upcoming event, don't delay. By registering today, you're guaranteeing yourself a seat at an upcoming event of your choosing. Visit us at manager-tools.com forward slash training to reserve your spot today. This will be a surprise for some folks because Mark's not here with me today. I have Wendy here from Career Tools. So hey, Wendy, thanks for joining us today. Hey. So this is a timely. We try to do timeless podcasts. This is, I guess, this is timelessness, timeliness, timelessness. But given the zeitgeist of today, I think sexual harassment is um, worthy of talking a little bit, um, particularly when so many folks I have known get in trouble for something that is just simple to stop doing, which is hugging colleagues. I had a, a friend of mine a long time in a business then in which I was associated, and this gentleman just loved to hug women. In his head, he was perfectly innocent. He's just a loving, caring guy that hugged everybody, and probably ha- half the women he hugged didn't think anything about it, but the other half were uncomfortable. And it took a while, but after a while, people started coming up to me and telling me they were uncomfortable. And it was was a bad situation for a man who meant nothing bad, um, but caused folks to be uncomfortable. So we're going to talk about that today. Our outline is uh, the sexual harassment legal standard. We should talk about that. I've already given the punchline away, which is our point number two, which is what not to do, which is don't hug people, okay? And point three, what do you do? And the answer is simple. What professionals do in the workplace today is they shake hands. So first of all, the sexual harassment legal standard. I, I suspect you you know a lot more about this than I do, given your career history.
1: I know some about it. I, I've also seen people go through sexual harassment cases, and they're no fun for anyone. So the, given that there's a simple way of avoiding them, I think everybody should try and avoid them because they're no fun for anybody. Either the person accused, the person accusing, or the people around them—it's just not just horrible. So, um, if you're having to tell a lawyer that your behaviour is an issue with a colleague, that you know you have to go to a lawyer and say, "I have a problem. I did something, and a colleague is complaining about it," and you're saying, "I didn't mean anything. I didn't mean anything. I didn't mean it. I'm a hugger. I just hug people." as people also often say, you're probably already at risk if you're having to have that conversation because the world in 2018 is really sensitive to behaviors and what they mean and the old ways of thinking don't matter anymore. When I was 16, I think I was in my second job, there was a guy who was made me feel uncomfortable. And I went to my female manager and said, I don't like working with this guy when it's just me and him. And she said, well, you've got two choices, put up or leave. And that doesn't go anymore at all.
0: Thank God.
1: Uh, yeah. And in fact, if you're anybody and you're already talking to a lawyer about your work situation, you're probably in trouble. So that's not good. So what that means is if you want to talk, avoid talking to lawyers about your behavior, you have to change your behavior. You have to change what you do, even if you meant it completely innocently. Even if you're just a hugger and you hug everybody, you hug the men, you hug the women, you hug the older women, you hug the younger women, it doesn't matter. If someone decides that that makes them uncomfortable, then you end up talking to a lawyer. So don't do the behavior, and then you won't have to do it. What you intended doesn't matter in a legal sense, around sexual harassment. You know, if it's murder, if you didn't mean to, or you didn't think about it, it's manslaughter, right? So the intention has some meaning, but here, it doesn't have meaning. It's just what you did that matters.
0: That's the problem with intent, right? Folks, if, uh, if a direct of mine does something poorly, and then they want to talk about their intent, as opposed to what they actually did, or what they failed to do, Intense, it's like you're asking me to read your mind. So intent doesn't matter a whole lot. What matters is the behavior engaged in. And so just stop the questionable behavior. That's the only way to get get out of trouble. Your belief regarding the innocence of your actions, there is no why in feedback. That's a a podcast you go back to and refer to that we've talked about this in the past matters not to either the court of law or the court of opinion. And the court of opinion doesn't believe in due process or confronting your accuser either right now. (laughs) So there you go. Arguing about one's intent is what every innocent person does. Unfortunately, that's what the guilty do as well.
1: If you go to jail and you say to 100 people in jail, are you innocent? All of them say yes. (laughs) Because... They do, because that's what we do. Innocent people say they're not guilty, and so guilty people say they're not guilty. So saying, I didn't mean to, and I'm not guilty, doesn't get you anywhere.
0: Yeah, it means it means nothing, because it's the answer you would expect from both the guilty and the innocent. So all that said, it's just easier, better, faster to understand what the legal standard is, so there's no need for a merciful court. That's not a great position to be in when you're relying on the mercy of the court. The legal standards for sexual harassment comprise two elements, an objective act that offends, so the act, and a subjective response that is offended. You have to have done something that objectively offends, could offend somebody, and the person who, the retarget, the recipient of that act, is actually offended. Now, by the way, we're not, I'm not using legal language here because I'm, I'm not a lawyer. So we want you to understand how to behave not get wrapped up in the law. So what this means then is first you have to engage in objective act that a reasonable person would never believe would constitute sexual harassment, right? You cannot be guilty of sexual harassment in that case.
1: Right. So if you shake hands, nobody would ass- assess that as sexual harassment, so it isn't sexual harassment. Right. right? So
0: yeah, it's that, that would be legally insufficient to, you know, sustain an action against you. If, right, the reasonable person would would never um, take that as sexual harassment. Second, if you gauge an act that might be considered harassment, perhaps you hug s- someone too long to go back to the, the individual I talked about earlier, or you comment on their appearance too much, and the specific individual or target of that action doesn't have a subjective, offended, uncomfortable response, that's also not sexual harassment. Now, of course, the second situation, having a positive outcome, relies on the response of the target. That puts the manager at risk, right? You might do something completely innocent, but they consider it harassment. And by the way, folks, you don't control the other person's response. That's the problem here. Yeah, It doesn't matter your intent. You don't control the response of the individual. And your intent is completely irrelevant.
1: So if you said nice blouse and the woman said, thanks, I like it too, and wasn't offended, then that's fine. If you say nice blouse and the person sees that as some kind of sexual comment or uh, something that makes them uncomfortable, then it could be harassment, right? It's the same action, but it depends on the person's response.
0: Right. And if you're a man and you don't understand why a comment about a woman's blouse could be offensive to them... Go talk to one of your female colleagues. You need to get smarter on these things. So even if the legal system does let you off, the court of a public opinion or your risk averse HR department, and they are and they should be, and its lawyers who are also risk averse and should be, will find that your reputation is significantly enough damaged that you will lose your job or the arc of your career, which may have gone very well before, will go in the wrong direction. Most of our listeners can see that the risk of sexual harassment fall nicely into a standard two-by-two matrix, much like Mark likes to to have, right? So on one axis is whether the manager's act is objectively problematic. So let's just think of it as the y-axis, visually, where at the top of the y-axis, the action is objectively problematic, and the bottom is not.
1: Y-axis is the vertical one, right?
0: That's right. At the top of the y-axis would be the, yes, it's problematic. For example, the act uh, being something like attempting to fondle one's direct, right? And at the bottom, left-hand square would be saying hello or smiling in the morning, something like that. And then on the other axis is whether or not the recipient or target is unconcerned about your your act or they're offended, right? So bottom left would be, hey, uh, I did an innocent act and the target was not offended. The top right would be, I did something that is objectively concerning and the target was offended. So, so far we've addressed innocent and offended, no risk, and guilty but unoffended, no risk, right? So those two things, right? If you're, you did something innocent and they were offended, well, you're okay because it's like shaking hands if they got offended. Shaking hands are you smiling at them in the morning? If you're guilty, you did something you hug them, but they were unoffended, then okay, you're okay as well. But obviously, we don't have to address an innocent act and unoffended, which comprises 99% of all situations. We would argue that we don't really have to address the guilty and offended scenario either, the top right-hand corner, because in that case, we hope you go to professional jail. You should. And we hope that happens too, if you're doing that kind of stuff. What's more, our guidance that what matters is what the manager can control, their behavior is the key to the equation, and that is confirmed here. If you consider the matrix,
1: and we should put a, we'll put a picture of the matrix in the show notes. So if you're a licensee and you want to see that, and it's easier sometimes if you can see it, you can get a copy of it, and we'll put the the image in there so that you can you can see it, and then listen to Mike again, and then you can it, it'll be easier to see which ones are a problem and which ones are not.
0: Yeah, every time we talk about a matrix, I'm just convinced that ninety percent of the people just don't get it, not because their fault, because they're they're slow, but because it's just difficult to explain. And I'm sure I did a particularly poor job of it.
1: That's what show notes are for. Yeah, there you go. One of the things we haven't yet said is that if you did it before, and someone was or was not offended, that doesn't matter either. So if you have been hugging your secretary every time you come into the office in the morning for five years and she's never been offended, and then for some reason, one morning you do it and she is offended, then you've got an issue. The fact that that you did it for five years and she wasn't bothered doesn't really matter. The fact that she is offended now, that's your problem.
0: And thank God, we hopefully as a society, we evolve over time. You know, what was okay five years ago is no longer okay. And it probably wasn't okay then, but women often were in a situation where stuff that happened that they just somehow had to tolerate, like your boss told and It was a female boss, right? The story. It was said, a
1: female boss, yeah. Right? She
0: said, yeah, just you had two choices, either just accept it or, or quit. Well, that is not the advice you're going to get today. And again, thank God we're growing.
1: Exactly the same happened, right? Exactly the same thing happened. I went to my female boss, hopefully she would be involved enough. She would realize that nowadays that's not a good answer and I'm old enough for it to be a million years ago that it happened. Yeah, so time has changed what's acceptable. Even the same behavior is now unacceptable.
0: That's right. Some important notes here regarding our guidance on sexual harassment. We are not going to explicate every possible scenario for possible sexual harassment situations. They are numerous. When situations involving subjectivity are at issue, it's best to rely on on the principle, and apply it across the board. Otherwise, we're left with a hundred rules or suggestions for a hundred different situations, which, frankly, are impossible to remember, and you can get confused. So, we're really just talking about the principle. As we developed this guidance, we went through many examples of compromising situations. We turned over and over again to the classical case of a male boss either harassing or being accused of harassing a female subordinate. So necessarily, then this is one of those series of casts where we will not use sexual pronouns equally. Now, guys, do female bosses sexually harass male subordinates? Of course they do. Sexual harassment has roots in in power as well as in desire. Um, but Michael Crichton's uh, book, Disclosure, which Mark often tells me is one of his favorite books of all time. You know, aside from that, Managed Tools Guidance is for 90% of the managers, 90% of the time, And right now, that means male bosses acting like jackasses to female directs, or at least being accused of doing so. So, yeah, the opposite happens, but that generally in 99% of the cases, that's not what's happening, guys. It's the man, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and, and presumably there's also, and you don't hear about it very much, but male on male and female on female sexual harassment issues. Presumably, they, right. they also exist, but probably a very uh, small percentage.
0: Yeah. So we only mentioned that. It's it's pretty obvious to most folks, but I just want to avoid the couple emails we'll get. What about, what about female bosses harassing men? You know, I've been around for a while. I don't recall that ever happening. I know it happens, but I haven't seen, I've certainly seen the opposite. Male bosses harassing female directs. Okay, so let's get to our next part. Pretty obvious at this point, this is probably the easiest cast ever in terms of trying to understand what the main point is. The main point is don't hug people. Folks, male managers, we have to stop hugging. Full stop. That's it. Just don't hug anymore.
1: And we talked about different scenarios and the the guidance is simple. Any touching of a direct or any colleague or professional other than a handshake runs the risk of being that objective behavior that somebody is subjectively offended by. I used to do this. I used to come into the office in the morning and I didn't even notice I was doing it. I would touch all of my team as I said, good morning. I would just put my hand on their shoulder and say, hey, good morning, good morning. And there was somebody in my team who said, I know you're not doing this intentionally, but I don't like being touched. And I was horrified that I'd done that and I didn't know and I stopped doing it because I stopped doing it with anyone because if she was offended and said it to me, then other people were having the same reaction. They just weren't willing to say it to me. And the easiest way to stop it is to stop doing it with everybody.
0: Even if you are an incredibly successful executive who is known throughout the company for hugging everyone, and we mean everyone and are considered critical to the success of your multi-billion dollar film and entertainment company, you can lose your job and your reputation, with even just one or two people saying they felt harassed by what they considered unwanted touching or hugs. Now, I'm not referring to you know some of the people in the press right now. They went well beyond just hugging people. But folks, today's environment, just getting accused of it is enough to end your career or have, at least have a significant detrimental effect to your career. Now, we know your motives are innocent, right? But your intent, if you haven't figured it out yet, your intent is not a component of the crime, is irrelevant. And yes, yeah, we know. Watch TV and you'll see famous men shaking the hands of other men, yet hug or kiss the cheek of women. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Hollywood, where people are losing their careers due to the hidden ugliness of their destructive culture.
1: Right. And you watch TV. Uh, um, I'm thinking of CSI. I don't know why it just popped into my head. That's supposed to be a professional environment. And all sorts of things happen there that would not fly either in science or in a professional environment of how people behave or what things they wear or what they say and, and so on. TV isn't real life.
0: Yeah. So a new rule. We're going to add something to this podcast. Don't base your career or hang your hat on your career based on things that happen in CSI. And that's for free, folks. You can can get that one for free. Okay, (laughs) so so what do folks do? We were talking about hugging. Don't hug. The opposite of hugging is shaking hands. If you shake hands with everyone, you will never be guilty of sexual harassment, period.
1: And that's the beauty of sexual harassment being in two parts, the objective and the subjective, right? If you don't do the objective thing, then you'll never be caught up in the subjective bit. If you always stay in the box that is these behaviors would not be considered harassment by a reasonable person, then you never have to worry about talking to lawyers or having actions brought against you or worrying about destroying your own career.
0: Right. And to be clear for somebody, for those who are going to write me, yeah, if you shake hands with everyone, you'll never be accused of, of, of engaging in sexual harassment. That means that you shake hands and you stop. Don't shake hands and then lean in and kiss the person for That doesn't count. You did shake hands, but you will be accused of sexual harassment. So yeah, shake hands.
1: Another time we see that shaking hands and hugging and kissing thing is politicians. Like if you look at the pictures of the G7, which was recently, and I happened to look at it, many of the politicians shake hands and hug or kiss. And they're not a good example either (laughs) because they're politicians and most of us are managers in companies. They're two different worlds.
0: Wendy, what about the times when you think that you know someone well enough and they know you, that you should be able to hug them? What do you think about that?
1: I think you should not. Because part of that harassment thing we said was the objective act, which is hugging could be taken either way, but the subjective feeling. And you might think, I know this person well enough. They know me well enough. They would believe me to be innocent. We, we have a good relationship, but you can't ever know what's actually going on in their head. And so if you hug them thinking, they're going to think this is innocent and I'm just a gesture of friendship, you are relying on them having the thought process that you believe them to have. And anybody who's in a relationship with anybody else, any kind of relationship, will know that it's often the case that what you think someone is thinking is not what they're thinking. You're just relying on that your ability to read their mind, and nobody has the ability to read someone else's mind.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and I think women over, you want to say the last few years, over the history of mankind, professional women have, historically, have had to learn to mask their feelings of offensiveness Mm -hmm. um, lest they negatively impact their career when someone senior to them hugs them. And so... You may feel you know them well enough that a hug would be appropriate, but you don't know what's going on in their head, and they absolutely could be, and I know many women have shared this with me, that they don't display it, but they absolutely feel uncomfortable. So your ability as a man to understand whether the person on the other side is offended or not is really low. Most of you probably can't read minds, and unless you're one of the few people who can read minds, I suggest you stop it. Is this ideal? No, but it's safe, and the risk today isn't worth the rewards. And even Shakespeare recommended we kill all the lawyers first, <laughs> to say nothing of the bad hiring practices that lead to folks getting hired who think that entitlement and litigiousness and car- are career enhancement strategies. So just shake hands all the time, with everyone, no matter their gender or age. Isn't this what the zeitgeist demands today? Equality of treatment for all, right? and to think the professional behavior is the one that suits. So this is about as easy as it gets.
1: Right, do the same thing to everyone, for everyone, in every circumstance. Like there's only one rule to remember, shake hands.
0: There you go. So quick summarization, the key to avoiding being accused of sexual harassment is to avoid any behaviors that could be objectively viewed as personal, not professional. Rather than arguing about our intent, We can make it easy by eliminating all the behaviors that could be reasonably construed as questionable. It may be silly, but it's also smart, folks. In a litigious society with weak hiring practices, the belt and suspenders approach is the most effective. And folks, physical contact isn't the only behavioral area at risk for harassment claims. We'll explore the other ones in future chapters around this topic. Well, Wendy, thank you for joining me today.
1: You're very welcome. I hope it was helpful for people.
0: Super. So long, everyone. We'll